Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags, and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast, and now across this powerfully oaken desk is my side bitch, Johnny Rage. <laughs> side bitch. Whoa. <laughs> you ever heard the, expre- the expression, stick it where the sun don't shine? The sun always shines on TV. I haven't seen the sun, and I'm not kidding, probably, would you agree, three weeks? Am I lying? You're not dying. No. Three weeks. This has got to be some type of a record. Why are you always obsessed with the weather? Every time we get on here, it's like, oh, it's raining. Oh, yeah. But don't you pay attention? I mean, it, it, it alters your mood. That's why. I mean, you need sunshine. The vitamin D, your body sucks it up. You're happy. There's no sun. We become like these moles. And it's been cold, and it's been raining. It's not good. Don't worry. Be happy. Johnny Rage, welcome back. Welcome back to the fans. The flock of Amish. We're really excited. We got new merch. It's cool to see it merch, isn't it, Johnny Rage? Um, Not really. I don't like... New merch. Powerful new t-shirts. Everything. What do we got? T-shirts, phone cases, pillows, (laughs) hoodies. We got everything. And if you order in the next 15 minutes... Not only will we get the hooded pi- the pillow, the hoodie, the bed sh- sheets, you will also throw in a can of Amish Baby Machine. That, that is funny you said that. Why? We do It is on sale. Is it? Yes. What do we got? Tell us what we have, Dags. Let's pull it up here. We got, uh, I just did the powerful phone case. I was looking at that thing. It's powerful. Very T-shirts nice. are powerful. Right now, everything on sale, save up to 30% off right now. You know you've made it big. When you have a team of designers creating merchandise for your podcast. Powerful. You know you've made the big time. Powerful. And people can enjoy the big time. The fans demanded it. They how want, did they get it? Tell them They, they wanted it. the merch. Right now, I have a link on Instagram. Okay. Please follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine Instagram. And no. this, this link right now, it's, uh, we're working on where we're going to put it. But right now, we got it on Instagram. And for some weird reason, if the link is not working, hit us up on Twitter. You should follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Amish, the letter B Machine. Go ahead, Johnny Rage. Well, I was going to say we need to do some cool contest where we actually give some merch out free of charge. Kind of to kick it off. There has to be something. I enjoy that. We are having a, that's it. We're having a contest. We'll have to think or do we, does something come to mind? No, I, I'm right now. My powerful brain is spinning the cogs. Do you think the the sprockets? This is what I've come up with quickly. All right. You talked about that fake burger at White Castle. How about we have a fake burger White Castle eating contest? The winner probably gets a brand new Amish baby machine t-shirt. I don't know. I'll see if I like that idea. Write it down. One way or another, we're having a contest. We're going to have merch. 
It's going to be wonderful. Also, Patreon. Patreon, Johnny Rage. Patreon is a powerful page where you can help support this podcast. You can do as little as a dollar. Give us one dollar. And in the 80s, they wanted two dollars. Remember that? I hate. I, I, I want my two dollars. I hope people do actually participate at Patreon because it's getting very difficult holding, holding the cardboard sign along the freeway that says, please support the podcast. Did you put it in a plastic bag? No. That's the key. Is it? To keep it the cardboard rigid. So please gift Patreon because then I can come off the freeways. Yep, patreon.com. It's uh it's on our website, Amishbabymachine.com links, but also if you just type in your internet searcher of choice, Patreon, you can donate anything from a dollar to a million dollars. This helps support this powerful podcast. Now I've got kind of a neat little technical thing that I purchased I want to share with you and the flock. Hit us. Well, I'll show it to you. You see the bottom of my phone? What does it look like to you? Let me see it. Right now, fans, flock of Amish, imagine it. I'm, I'm looking across yes. the table. Oh, my goodness. What is that? See what that is? Oh, my God. What? What is it? <laughs> um, I always have problems. I don't know if this happens to you. It's a real big pet peeve of mine. But whenever you... I don't know if Apple is as bad, but do you have problems with your charger cord wearing out the teeth inside there and you always have to get a new charger cord? Now you've talked about I have you had problems with the actual where it fits in. Yeah. What, the, what my, my problem is where after the plug the actual wire frays. Yeah. No, with I've noticed with Samsung more so I did, I used to be an Apple person, but with my Samsung, the charger cord that comes with it only lasts so long. The wear and tear of plugging it in and unplugging it in kind of wears on the teeth. And it doesn't fit as snug anymore. And pretty soon, it's if it's not snug, it's not charging. And so you have to go buy a new charger cord. I was sick of that dilemma. And I saw on Amazon, they actually have this thing. It's a, it's a, you piece, place it into your charger port. But then, as you see, it's just a little disc, a metal disc. It's actually a magnet. Well, then when you want to charge it, you actually take your charger cord, which connects via magnetically to your phone and charges your phone. So when you're done charging your phone, you pull the magnet away from the magnet and you're not pulling it out of the actual port. Wonderful. Does that make sense? Yes, it's breakaway. It's safety too. But they always show it, you know, like it works really well when you watch it and you look at the reviews. I just got this yesterday. I was like a little kid waiting for this for Christmas. Is it from China? I'm sure it is. But they promoted this, and you listen. I read the reviews on Amazon, and I just got it yesterday. And I plugged it in like a kid on Christmas morning. Didn't charge initially. I was so pissed because the technology is so cool. You can actually take it and wave it around the little metal magnet on the bottom here, and it'll actually clip. You don't even have to like be all that uh, accurate with it. It'll just automatically just click it if you're just close. I mean, the technology, the, the idea is phenomenal. It should be a horseshoe magnet, though. It should be that cool. And they can throw it around your neck. Remember when you were a kid, you had the cool red horseshoe magnets? Do mm-hmm. they still make those for the kids? I have no idea. That's years, years gone by. But they, they do, but it's now in the version of this here on my phone. But I wanted to share that with everybody. I'll give you for, complete for the, updates. For the record, Johnny Rage is pointing at his phone. Yeah. Now, th- But do you not have issues with your charger cord on your phone? 
I told you what happens to mine is the cord frays. So you've never had the issue where it actually like wears itself where the, the charger cord won't stay in snug. No, knock on wood. I have not had that problem. I had the problem with the, the cord itself. Right? Yeah, we heard that. Okay. You dick. I was just curious because I, that must be a, a Samsung Android thing. I don't know. Maybe the technology is slightly better with the Apple. Anywho, yeah, I thought I'd share. Well, I'll give you complete details. This is day one of, of this. So far, it's the the amount of times I've plugged it in where it's actually charging itself with this new magnetic system has been about 75%. So as long as you're aware that uh, you kind of have to f fudge it around a little bit. Um, it doesn't work as good as it was billed, but we'll, I'll give you more details. Tech Corner with Johnny Rage. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. Now, Johnny Rage, the Conor McGregor fight. Yes. We both enjoyed that on the internets. Yes, we did. We both paid for it. Mm -hmm. Paid for it the next day because I stayed up too late. Yeah, it, it didn't get, didn't actually start. What time did it actually start? It was late. I think it was 12 Greenwich mean time. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Oh, after midnight, I know that. After midnight. We don't lay down. Um, you know, I got a question for you. Last Conor McGregor was in the news, he was throwing chairs at a bus. And Dana White gets The Dolly? On, huh? Was it a hello, Dolly? He gets, he gets, Dana, uh, Dana White gets on and says, oh, Conor, you guys might think this is staged. It's not staged at all. He's in big, <laughs> he's in big trouble. Conor, turn yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> turn, turn yourself in. Do, do the right thing. Turn yourself in. Well, I mean. Your your family's worried about you. <laughs> the internet's just exploded with this, and then then and then everybody kind of forgets about. It. He just shows up for a fight for like twelve million dollars. It's like, wait a minute, isn't he like on a wanted poster? I mean, how did that all shake out? I don't. I didn't follow it closely enough. I don't get it. I guess, but that's why. Is this becoming more like the WWE wrestling where it's just do your do your ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Do you know that that guy actually patented that expression? Only he can do it. He should. I should patent powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Power, power, powerful. Power, power, power. So we had uh, Khabib and Connor fight the big fight, the wrestler Khabib. versus Khabib, wrestler versus the left handed boxing powerhouse did you watch any of the the fight with mayweather i did i watched the whole thing okay what'd you think well are you talking about the fight last a year ago mayweather yeah we're talking to me right now we're talking mayweather and okay you're Connor building McGregor. up to what happened yes, this weekend yes. yeah um i i thought um i was one of the few that actually thought connor was going to beat mayweather because i thought that uh boxing gloves would have very little effect on mayweather um, because he's so used to those sm tiny UFC gloves. And so I figured he could take a punch and he would go the distance. He damn near went the distance. Did he, or did he go the distance? I can't remember. He lost the fight, obviously. But I actually thought Connor was going to beat Mayweather. Um, did a hell of a job, considering he's not a boxer. Earned his money. Darn right he did. It's crazy so, how much money there is. So we have that fight and all the hype. You're saying, you know, two two years out of the octagon, the big build up to the, you know, twenty seven and zero. Connor, what was he? Twenty two and three and zero, and whatever their mm -hmm. records are. They got in the ring. What did you actually think of the fight? Which fight are you talking about again? We are in the future now. We're talking about the one on Saturday. 
Yes. Okay. Um, I remember when the UFC first started, and they, they explained the rules like it was no holds bars. You could do anything. I mean, you thought there was going to be some uh, knockdown, drag down sessions. No where, eye gouging, fish hooks. Yeah, I mean, you kind of thought it'd be like rock 'em, sock 'em robots where two guys would just be wailing at each other. It's never that. It's never that. There's always a guy who wrestles and jumps on top, and they're on the ground. Looks like they're making love to each other for most of the fight. Finally, it's over. They break away from each other. There's never any real blows exchange in the UFC. Well, Khabib rocked him with that that punch. You saw the punch, right? Yeah, but so Conor McGregor landed a couple as well. They did exchange a couple. No, but he rocked him. I mean, he almost went down. Yeah. Um, but most of it was he. Khabib was more like a, piran- a, um, um, a boa constrictor. He just kind of latched on to Conor McGregor and squeezed the air out of him. Yeah, wrapped his legs up, rode him out, tire him out. Exactly. Stayed away from his powerful left. And then tried to, and then put uh, pressure on his chest so he couldn't breathe. And the, um, it might not have been the most thrilling fight in terms of, like I said, a knockdown, dragdown battle, like a rock'em, sock'em robot match. But if you're into the strategic, uh, strategery, strategery of a fight quick do george bush uh strategery um well no that's uh that's ronald reagan sorry god bless <laughs> Got you presidents the young kids don't even know who ronald reagan is ronald reagan one of our greatest presidents well, was, he, was he a good president i mean let's well, face it nothing really happened when he was president you know he had a funny couple of funny little quips anyway um i thought the fight was um i, I was shocked connor lost truthfully um, I thought he was going to win that one. So he uh, lost with a rear naked choke. Now, do you wish the naked choke they were actually naked, Johnny Rich? Do I wish that? Yes. That would, that would be horrendous. No, I'm glad it's not. Come on. Is that what you're thinking about as you're watching that? Hoping the rear naked choke. Yeah. It was so dead. Johnny Rage, after that, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, after Connor Khabib loses. gets up. Yep. Takes his uh, mouth guard out, throws it down, mouthpiece down. Mm-hmm. Then he sees uh, in the crowd, Connor's jujitsu coach. Yep. Talking smack, tell him, waving him in. Come mm-hmm. on, come on, fight. Jumps over the top rope. Brawl ensues. While this is going down, other guys from uh, Khabib's boys are hopping in the ring. Connor McGregor swings on one of them. A lot of people don't talk about that. Then a couple guys jump in the ring, start pounding on Conor McGregor. They clear everything out. Yeah. So what do you think? All uh, fake? All planned? Well, it happened at a much more rapid pace. You described it very nicely, but it was faster than that. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just breaking it down. Yeah. So the, the fight... Break it down for me, fella. So, yeah, Khabib hops over. You know, the guy waves him in. He hops over while that is going down. Yeah. Almost like a distraction, a pincer move. The other guys move in, surround Connor. So what do you think? Well, I, again, I, I brought up earlier the fact that last we heard of Connor, he was throwing a chair at a bus, broke a window, and he was going to be charged. And then I've heard nothing more about it, you know? Well, he got off. Did he? But was it, I mean, was there actually, was he actually arrested and brought to the court system? Yes. For sure? Yes. Well, how would he get off? They they refused to press charges. Yeah, it got thrown out. I mean, it got it got you know talked down. Okay. Well, anyway, so, it, so go ahead. So we're so they're fighting. 
in the octagon. They're fighting in the crowd. Typical stuff. I mean, it's it's all for it all plays out. It's a, it's an entertainment, is what it is. I mean, even when they weigh, they make this big production about weighing uh, the two participants. Why do we have to see that? It's all to build it up, and then there's always a fight, and and they got to grab the manager has to grab his his uh, fighter away from the other one. They could avoid all that stuff and not measure them, not do the weight in front of him. Well, anybody. that's the whole hype, though. But in the buildup of the hype, Conor McGregor went after Khabib, went after his religion, went after his dad, insulted his dad, insulted his family, insinuated a lot of stuff about his team. So there was a lot of bad blood. Yeah, I, that's what was claimed. I, I, I read the same thing, but is that true? I mean, it might. you're saying it's fake between the both of them. But if you read the body language, I mean, something was going down, and he really did. We were talking about the hype of throwing that. Whether he really wanted to hit the window or not, he did hit the window. He did screw up the card. People couldn't wrestle, fight because of that okay, but attack. When, when did he go after Habib's faith and his family? At the, at the you know, the, the weigh-ins and all that. Okay. What do you call it? The, you know, when they, they get the two fighters yep. together? Yeah. The pre-show hype. Yeah, but here's my, here's my point. I want to point this out to you. Okay, I'm really pissed at this guy. But I'm not going to kick the shit out of him when I'm in the ring. I'm going to wait till after the fact. It's like you he, have 100% control he, to knock the shit he, out of this he guy. He did. He pummeled him. And he, and not if he, I yeah, wouldn't say he pummeled him. Yeah, he did. When he had him down and he was just raining blows on him. And I heard uh, in between, I, I heard some of the, the, the voiceover. I mean, the, the mic. They had the mic on there. And Conor McGregor said, it's all business. And during the fight, and, and Khabib said, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So they picked it up that he was trying to say it's all business. What What are you insinuating? I don't get it. It's all business. Connor was, Connor was saying basically like just take it easy. All that stuff before was bullshit. It's just all business to hype up the fight. And like Khabib is like, yeah, whatever. I'm still gonna beat the shit out of you. Oh, kind of like when Rocky took on Thunderlips. Uh, exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of that. There's a lot. It's funny you said that because there's also the Eye of the Tiger. Conor McGregor's been out for a couple of years. He's he has that uh, his booze line. He's promoting his uh, his whiskey line. So, so how long till he just? So a lot of people are saying that you know he's done. He's like when Rocky you know got all. He became civilized. Exactly. He's need to get the eye of the tiger. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that just happens naturally over time. I don't think you can keep, especially you have thousands upon thousands of young kids who want to make it big in the UFC and they're training day in and day out and they have the eye of the tiger. And when you're number one, you've got that mark on your back. Very difficult to maintain that position for very long, especially he's old. Connor's not a young man. Oh, he's not old. Well, he's not like 21. Okay. So just like, look what happened to Ronda Rousey. I mean, same thing. She got civilized and now she's doing TV. She's doing commercials. She's doing movies, and you know she got civilized because she transferred over to the to WWE. So that's when you know they become civilized because that's all uh, pretend. Nobody gets hurt. Well, unintentionally they get hurt. I mean, wrestling is one of the most, I mean, the hardest on their body. I mean, what's the average age of a wrestler after they retire? I don't know. Did you ever see the movie with Mickey Rourke, The Wrestler? The wrestler. I did not. Was that oh, good? That was a good movie. Yeah, it's about an old has been who comes back to the ring. And uh it's a good Netflix that I, I suggest you watch that. 
It's, uh, it's one of those I should have watched, but I haven't watched it yet. I mean, there's so many movies out there, you can't see them all. But that that's well worth uh, taking your time to watch it. So. Now, as, as in the news, uh, UFC fighting MMA, Michael Avenatti challenged Donald Trump Jr. to a fight. Yeah. That reminds me of Tanya Harding. Remember they had uh, celebrity boxing? And didn't she box uh, uh, Nancy Kerrigan? Was it Gary Coleman? No, 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 no. I think it was Nancy Kerrigan. And uh, Tanya Harding came. No, no, no. It wasn't Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. It was uh, Tanya Harding boxed. Oh, I forget who it was. But the one woman. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Okay. The one woman. It was exactly like what you said with Conor McGregor. Um, the one woman was just doing it to make an extra buck. She thought she'd go in there and her and Tanya Harding would just kind of dance around and, and kind of play with each other. Well, Tanya came with a whole different mindset. She's like, I'm going to rock your world. And she started pounding on this gal. And the gal says, whoa, 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 back off. This is only um, supposed to be for fun, but not in Tanya Harding's world. Um, she was letting off a whole lot of frustrations. But that's what that reminds me of, uh, boxing, boxing with the Stars. And it was the gal, I think, who, gosh, who was it? I am going to need Google help here. Um, we got to get you a, a faster DSL speed or something here. What's that? We got to get you a faster DSL. What are you, DSL? What are you, from the 90s? <laughs> Internets. Did you find Yeah, it? I've got a T1 connection. No, it, the problem is when you look stuff up, yeah. they, they, they put you on this wild goose chase, you know? Yeah. They always route you to, like, I don't even know. I mean, it's, my point is, it's so far-fetched. Like, that's going to ever happen. You don't think it's going to happen? No. Tail of the tape? No, never happened. Tail of the tape, Michael Avenatti, 5'9", and people always lie about their height. So right. he's probably 5'8", five, 5'7". Five, yeah. And Donald Trump Jr., 6'1". So tail of the tape, he's actually got him hugely on the reach. Yeah, but what would he have to gain? For, I mean... Who? Uh, Trump Jr. Zero. Yeah, he's not. He's got everything to lose. Exactly. And and Michael Avenatti's got everything to win. Exactly. You know, so it's just like, no, that's not going to happen. I mean, again, it's Avenatti's way of getting back in front of people because he's trying to run for president. Well, he's yeah, he's throwing everything at the wall, see what sticks. Exactly. For his uh, 15 minutes of fame, which is up to a half an hour now. But you, you think the problem, the beauty of that is that you challenge someone to a fight, someone like Donald Trump. Junior, but remember, Donald. Maybe Trump Junior would, because Donald got in a couple little scuffs on. Yes, uh, he was in the WWF. He was in the WWF. Remember, he, he went after uh, the the what's the guy that George Mc, uh, McMahon? What's his McMahon's first Vince. name? Vince. Vince. Vincent. He and Vince went after it. Uh, Donald got after it a little bit. Paula Jones. That's who Tanya Harding boxed. Really? Yeah, in a celebrity boxing match. Was uh. That was way back. As I shake my powerful paper, was Bill Clinton in the audience or not? It was uh, June, July 11th of 2007, Tanya yeah. Harding versus Paula Jones. Funny boxing. Hmm. Would you watch the Michael Avenatti fight? If he fought Trump? Donald Trump, yes. Donald Jr.? Yes. Yes, of course. I think that would be, my God, that would be a huge pay-per-view thing. <laughs> Bigger than uh, Mayweather. Uh, would it be the... Connor McGregor. Yeah, do the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> uh, transitioning on uh, Bill Clinton, 
Bill and Hillary Clinton are launching. I never had sexual relations with that woman. Bill and Hillary Clinton launching a U.S. tour, and tickets aren't cheap. Boston at the Opera House tickets go for between one hundred and twenty and seven hundred and forty-five dollars. Crazy. That does not include promoter fees. Now, here's the big question: Have they had one yet? Have they done this? When's the proposed date for the first one? I do not have that in front of me. You know, they're this is they're supposed to do like seventeen different cities. World tour. Yeah. What what are they gonna do? Uh but why do they even have the show? Just say send us the money and we'll, you know I mean it's all about making money. There's no doubt. You know what I mean? It's well, just, according, to, according to Hillary, they left the White House broke. She always yes. said that. How do you leave the White House broke? I don't know. I mean, you make four hundred and fifty thousand a year for eight years. Okay. You don't have to pay for much of anything. You don't have to have a car. But they left it broke, and is this their attempt to uh it's not like it's a political tour where they're campaigning for Democrats. They're going out like a con- like a comedian or like a band. I mean, will they have t-shirts too that we can buy? Uh, yes. Make sure you buy your Amish baby machine t-shirts. Don't forget, kids. Maybe that's what we need to do is like a world tour. We do. We need a tour. Tour. Tour or. We need a powerful world tour of the Amish baby machine podcast. You know, we, we love everyone that listens to the show. We want you to go on iTunes. Subscribe to iTunes. Please leave a review. Write a review. Then click the five stars. If you do, what will happen, Johnny Rage? Um, you will be winning a free Amish Baby Machine uh, t-shirt. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe if you leave a review, we'll do a... Drawing? We'll do a drawing, a drawing. We're going to do something, so please go on. Just stand by. Get on um, Twitter. Twitter is probably the best way to get a hold of us. At Amish B Machine, you should follow us on Twitter. We got that contest coming up. We'll uh, we'll work on that. Powerful Johnny Rage's mind. We'll we'll get something going on there. Make sure Instagram follow us on Instagram, and we'll have the T-shirt link on there. Like our Facebook page, and you will become a member of the flock of Amish. Yeah, very uh, honorable group of individuals. The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Now, Johnny Rage, mm-hmm. we both enjoyed a movie we did? this week. Well, you don't know if I enjoyed it or not. But I use the term enjoy you okay. loosely. Okay. Like you, you're loose. Yep. You know. Yes. Too loose. What is that? What was that? The Clint Eastwood movie with the giant orangutan? Oh. Hold on loosely or too... Well, we'll get Google Boy. Yeah, loose, loose. Remember, it used to be orangutan, and then it no, oh, it's a orangutan now. You always have to that. change it. Yes, look it up. <laughs> Why do you, when I say something, it's true. Just don't question it. Why do you always? Oh, I never heard that. I that's, never that's, heard that's that. That's like what really drives me nuts is when something happens. Like, oh yeah, my iPhone bricked. It, I tried to charge it. And it well, that never happened to me before. <laughs> never what we're talking about me? I don't care about you. <laughs> you brought that up. Yes. <laughs> times you're venting last time i was venting i got a lot of i got a lot of venting yeah that's one of my big ones is when people when you're telling a story about what happened you yeah my car the engine light check engine light comes on all the time well it never happens to me (laughs) that's kind of standard though every car i think that light is just on constantly yeah do you remember when you used to put the black uh, electrician's tape over it and try to sell your cars like that i can't (laughs) believe you johnny Rich. i was never that uh, i can't believe you never that way Mm mm-mm um, so the movie that we quotes, air quotes, Venom. Tell the kids about Venom. 
You know, I'm not into the Marvel thing. Like, yeah, I know you're not into comic movies. I always movies. have to say Every, that. Yes, I have to say that. I have to say that. But I have to tell you, of all of them that I have seen to this point, this by far is my favorite. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Do we have 35 minutes? We have the entire world. You know, this the show is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It typically runs an hour, but today, if you want it, it can run 10 hours. Okay, now there's something that you probably understand more than I do. I asked you when we were talking about Venom several days ago, why isn't there anybody from... They always seem to have crossovers with their actors. This one does not. And I, I found out because I, I realized why it wasn't the moment I was at the movie. This is a Sony production, which is different from Marvel. Yes, Columbia Pictures owned by Sony. It's okay. kind of complicated, but... Well, that's... So, so Spider-Man, which is a... The supervillain is Venom, one of his characters. That's Sony. Then you have the Fantastic Four, X-Men, Fox. Mm -hmm. Then you have the juggernaut, Disney, which owns everything else. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know that um, Disney bought uh, 20th Century Fox, so that now gives to them uh, the Fantastic Four and a lot of the ones that you mentioned. I forget who it is, but... It's a complex world of which I really didn't understand. But anyway, with all that being said, let's just take a look at the movie Venom to begin with, okay? Loved it. One of my favorite movies. Here's the thing. Let me uh, chime in real quick. Go ahead, chime. I like reviews like you not being a comic book fan because it's more of a pure review. If you're a comic book fan, if you're a fanboy, then everything is going to be tainted, colored by, oh, then Spider-Man's normally green and now he's red. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. Refreshing to hear a review from someone that's not into the Thank comic you. books. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I won't put that in, though. I'll just edit that whole compliment. It, it took a while to set the stage. It was kind of slow in the beginning. There's no question. But I like the fact that when it started... Very, uh, did you ever see the movie Life? You know, right away when I was watching it, I was thinking of all the, the space movies. It always crashes to Earth. There's an alien in there. So I did think of that. Okay. The 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 blob. Yep. The shapeless, you know, quivering mass that is the alien. Yes. There were so many it's almost like this was a continuation of the movie with um who's the guy that plays uh Deadpool again? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was in um a movie called Life. Also one of my favorite movies. This this blob amoeba character grows to its size in the movie life and becomes about the same size as what we see in venom. And I thought it was really funny that the name of the company was life. I don't know if you caught that or not. And they kept saying, have a good life. And the name of the company was life. And that was the name of the movie was life. Do you think that was intentional? Cause that's cool when they, ha they put those little, Easter it had to be, they put the little Easter eggs in there. It, it had to be because it was pretty obvious to me that that's like, and then it made it to me more realistic because of watching the movie Life, how that kind of transcended to Venom. And Venom was not your typical superhero. And I knew nothing of him prior to this. Anti-hero. Kind of like Wolverine, where there's the gray area. He's not good or bad. He's somewhere in between. Exactly. So it, it took a while to set it up. Um, Tom Hardy... I thought did a remarkably well job on not really understanding what was happening to his body when 
the blob actually took over him to become Venom. Isn't he a great actor? I think he's a great actor. See, that's the the one reason that I wanted to see it because even like I said, even if it was crummy movie, he's gonna breathe some life into it because every time, like even movies that like you didn't like, Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. You got to admit, Tom Hardy in there as a bad guy was awesome. Yeah, there's no doubt he's a good actor. But the guy that I was with yesterday watching Venom, he didn't like the part done by Tom Hardy. Now, why didn't he like it? He said, you know, it just didn't seem to be his character. He And I don't know what that meant. I thought I had questions going into to the movie about him playing the prominent role, but he pulled it off. I thought he nailed it. I thought he did a really, really good job. And there are some inconsistencies, though, that I do want to bring up. Would you like to add anything at this moment? No, go ahead. So we're, I, the reason I thought you would like it, too, because it, was, it started out as a horror movie. Correct. You know? And it had the sci-fi, too. And it, I, liked, I liked it. You know, had the, they didn't show the monster right away. They just showed little glimmers. So, so far, the first part of the movie, I, I liked it. Yeah. And like you, like I said, it was, it was a, it's almost like it was a sequel to the movie life. That's exactly what I was thinking about as I'm in the first hour of this thing. And I'm trying to connect the dots though. How is Tom Hardy going to become the superhero in this? And I was waiting for that to unfold, but also enjoying the horror aspect of it. Like you just said. Okay. And so finally we, it's kind of coming, it's coming together where he tries to save his homeless friend and then the homeless friend jumps on him. And then of course this, this um, Martian actually transfers from her to him. We don't know what planet this creature was from. No, but here's what it was actually, wasn't it a, it was off of a comet, I believe, wasn't it? But here's the inconsistencies with it. Most people that they were putting into this room, they were just grabbing street people, this evil owner of this uh, billion dollar company. Um, we're dying. It was, they, they weren't a match to this, the symbiosis between the, so Tom Hardy obviously was. Yes. Okay. All right. So that answers that question. But as time goes on, they said that this creature was actually eating Tom Hardy, the parasite. Remember he'd get mad if he called him a parasite. Right. I thought that was good. Right. So actually the host which was Tom Hardy's character. Yes. Wouldn't actually last that long because the parasite was actually using the host and feeding off of it to keep himself alive. Yeah, that's what the doctor was saying that. All of a sudden it didn't it wasn't happening anymore or what? We that they kind of blew that one off too. I thought that was an inconsistency. Um they also said that noise and fire are like kryptonite to these um creatures. Creatures. At the very end when the rocket ship is taking off. Venom actually takes a sword and actually let me go back. Let me backtrack. All right. Tom Hardy, what was his name again in the in the in, what is his character? Peter Parker? E- Eddie Brock. It's not Peter Parker. Oh. That is Spider-Man. Okay. Eddie Brock. But when they're doing this epic battle at the end like all these Marvel movies are, um uh, the the blob or the alien actually leaves the body and then Tom Hardy takes like a giant sword through his body. He takes, yeah. Just okay. kind of like a reminiscent of Terminator two. Okay. Remember that cool when he had that, she became the mom and stuck the thing right through the guy and right through the, the milk. 
That was a cool scene. But, okay, so that's the mortal host being killed. Should have been end of the host altogether. Correct. Well, now the, the alien scampers back, touches uh, the body, and ends up going back into him, infusing life back into him. To me, that was a little inconsistent as to how that would happen. Can you? Can we get it? He was almost Christ-like. Yes, he brought someone back from the dead. But he shouldn't be. Able, I mean, he's dead though. His host. He needs a host. His host was legitimately killed. Yes, but it was brought back to life. So you have. Uh, to me, that just seems like it was a little outlandish. You, he brings. I, I understand keeping keeping him alive over the course of the chase scenes and stuff like that, but when he actually is dead. To have the capability for him to bring him back to life, that was uh, in the terms of believability, as if you can believe these superhero movies to begin with. But I didn't like that aspect of it. Well, believability, too. The The whole rocket pad right next to the pier was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that part, have a little bit of believability. I like science when it's it can be not real, but they explain it in a way that makes sense. Well, why would you put this massive rocket right next to this massive population right by the pier right to me it might have been dumb but that just bugged me right there i like the first part of the movie was cool the build-up mm-hmm. like when you first hear heard him talk to him food you know hungry that was cool wasn't it, was, it? yeah it looks like it the, well at least the guy that did the transformer voice is going to continue to have a job right yeah but wasn't that cool though how yeah. how it was it was first it was just kind of slowly and then it actually started talking to him right I mean that part was cool. The the whole build up of the of the the monster, the villain, whatever you want to call him, symbiote was cool. And then the what what did you think of the the head the vil, I mean the, the pr- protagonist, the bad guy, the the guy that's supposed to be Elon Musk, the rocket guy. Yeah, I didn't like him. I thought he was too pussy, kind of too young. Um, I I thought it was yeah. I go ahead. I was cutting you off there. No, that's fine. I mean you can jump in. I'm trying to think of the word for him. I did not like him. He was not believable in that role. No, the actor wasn't good. I didn't like, like right away he wanted to do it on homeless people. Mm -hmm. You know, make it a little bit more believable. Mm -hmm. Not just like, give me the bodies and, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole thing. And and his stupid personal army, that was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like the drones were stupid. I thought that was kind of cool when the drones were chasing down. You see, to to me that was dumb. Why was that dumb? It, like... He has this technology, release the drones. You know, like that. It's kind of like the witch from The Wizard of Oz, release the monkeys. It's the oh, same thing. Weren't those monkeys fantastic? Oh, they were wonderful. Yes. I ripped my arms off and they threw them over there. And I ripped my chest off and they put it over there. Oh, that's you all over. Wasn't that great how they talked back then? Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that part was dumb. The drones are, they always have to car chase. I'm, I'm tired of the CGI car chase. They need to have real car chases. They need to have like a, thing that this was an actual car chase kind of like this was filmed before live studio audience this was filmed as an actual car chase that's what yes, you want i want an actual car chase yeah. where are you gonna do that well just do it i don't well, know uh, yeah right right down hollywood boulevard who cares that's that'd be realistic if people are getting run over that's realism okay. you can't fake that okay. so the drone thing was dumb the whole battle scene between the two aliens was dumb too they always have to have that mm-hmm but that part was dumb. The so let me see the. Did you think? Let's take a look at the actual aliens. CGI, of course. To me, they looked a little cartoonish, though. Too. They didn't. Yeah, they yeah. didn't look real. No. What, you're what did right. you think about that? Yeah, I didn't. 
I didn't like the special effects on them. Yeah. That could have been a lot better. I mean, the original movie, The Blob, that was cool. Remember that? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. And that was a real... Maybe they should have reused re- re- yeah, some of those techniques. Just, or just clip in scenes from The Blob. Remember in the old movies when they, they had to use like military, they would just clip in some scene from World War II? <laughs> 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 it had nothing to do with it, but it was just... Like, a, like an old Godzilla movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But so that so the build up, I liked the build up of the movie. I liked, you know, uh the you know, the slowly showing the monster. That was cool. The the whole Elon Musk character was dumb. The doctor, the doctor lady, I didn't like her. Did you like her? Uh, she was a lawyer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The the, the Yes. I thought you talking about his girlfriend who no. was married dumped him for the doctor. Um yeah, and you knew you knew what her you knew her fate was sealed too. I could see that from a mile away. She's in this room with this uh, billionaire. I forget what his name was. Doesn't matter. And he's trying to get the name. Who's the one that walked out of here? And she finally released it. You knew she was toast. And he shuts the door. Release the symbian or whatever the heck yeah, they call yeah, that thing. Yeah. You know, I could see that coming. There's no way that he was going to let her live with his cruel, evil mind. So that I like, you know, it was cool. Uh, I liked when he finally had a relationship with the creature, and when the when the bad guys were going to attack him, he just said go, and he became the full creature. Right. That was cool. When he grabbed the, they threw the grenade at him, and it was just burning in his hand. Right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so I liked like the first part. The first part was cool. The middle when they were they were battling, that was dumb. The rocket thing was dumb. But the what did you think of the ending? So the ending, it was kind of like they had a relationship now. Yeah, they're, but I, it was like a buddy film. There was the two guys, you know. There was the, <laughs> and you know, he told him, "Now you can't go around killing people, only bad people." And why not? Yeah, and eating people How about once in a while. So when he ate someone, did Tom Hardy eat him too, or I was confused there? Well, that's a great question because yeah. uh, uh, you knew another thing too. When I saw the little Japanese lady who owned her little convenience store. It opens up early in the movie. Yes. And she has to pay her uh, monthly protection fee. Yes. To some criminal organization. Some heavy-handed guy comes in with a gun. Yeah, he's got a gun on a woman. The woman's like 90, and he's pulling out a gun on her. Like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me the money. Anyway, at the end, you knew that was going to come back again. I saw that from a moment. I mean, I just see these things. Did you think that was going to happen? Well, yeah, that, but that was that was a whole Spider-Man thing, like the... You know, the homage to the old, the neighborhood, you know, the bodega or the Korean uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. And he's a regular. And you know how they always have the regulars? Hey, how's it going? You know, like they had the regular, the security guard. Mm-hmm. And it went in, in his job. He knew him. You know, they have the little banter. So mm-hmm. in Spider-Man, they had, that's what he did. He would fight the, you know, the, the local gangs, the crooks, not the big supervillains as much. You know, and I like that too. I don't I don't I like it when you when when good takes on evil and evil doesn't have to be this being with all these superpowers. I like just when they're in the streets of New York and there's a gang that's just wreaking havoc and then the superhero comes out and just whoops some ass on. So you would like more of a daredevil. That's yeah. what daredevil would you know fight the local the gangs Luke the punks. Cage, same thing too. Exactly. Spider-Man. Yeah. Your well I mean this whole thing is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right. You know, I that even when I was into comic books, I liked the more realistic characters, if that makes sense. Like the ones that were too powerful. You know, like the ones that would battle whole universes like Thanos and Galacticus and all those big... I never liked that. I like more Daredevil, Spider-Man. Well, I, don't you kind of like the superhero who does have some weakness? 
like Venom has nothing. I mean, you can shoot at him. You can, uh, uh, he can fall off a tall building. Well, that's like Deadpool too. Deadpool. Yeah, there's no. Isn't, we, yeah, so the Deadpool movie just make it a comedy because it's funny and Venom in the end there it was almost like it was just veering was, off to be a comedy. Right. Like yeah. his, this is his little sidekick, and they're gonna go do stuff. They're gonna be and, buddies, and they're gonna yeah. save the world together. So it's weird because it started out as a horror movie, right? Then it went into the you know stereotypical stupid battle you know fight right. scene, and then it went into the. So now it looks like it's veering off into. Well, it got it got there was a you use the word campy. I thought it got a little campy there where, um, Venom explained to what's the guy's name again in the movie, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, how Venom was there to take over the world, okay? And he was going to use Eddie Brock to do so. Well, then, when they were going to go up and the guy who owned the life company was going to go up in outer space and bring back thousands of these, Venom changed his mind and said, no, I was kind of like you. I was a loser on my planet. And... And then Eddie's like, well, what changed your mind? Now shit's hitting the fan. And, and then at some point he says, and you know what else changed my mind, Eddie? Is you. You know, it was, it, it didn't match everything that was, it got campy and kind of. You're right. There was a lot of different things going on. We'll see what happens. But what did, did you wait to the very end of the movie? Did you see the ending credits? I didn't stay till after the credits. Yeah, see, you need to. Do you want me to tell you what happened? Please, please do. Because I'm not going back to it. Yeah, they, they introduced a new super villain. Uh oh, and it's uh, it's your buddy Woody Harrelson. Well, what does he do? What He's going to be a cool red-haired supervillain named Carnage. Is that a real one from the comic? Book? It is. It is okay. What do you think about Woody Harrelson doing those? Just like he was in Solo. I mean, can he pull it off? So is he going to? Is that the next? Are they kind of prefacing who? Them yeah, is that's fight the, next? yeah, that's the new thing. He's uh, Carnage okay, is going to be. They pulled that to me though in Godzilla. When I, or King Kong. At the end of it, they said King Kong was going to fight Godzilla, and that's not the next movie. So I don't know if I buy that one either. I'm not going to fall for that again. So all in all, give me a rating, Dave. But, it you... do, in, but in, the, in the comic books, he is a real character, Carnage. Okay. So, and I think it did really well at the box office, so it will have a sequel. There's no doubt. No doubt. But, but you hit the nail on the head. The best part of the movie was the transformation of Eddie becoming venom and eddie not really knowing what's happening to his body he feels sick and he played the part perfectly venom showed himself very subtly at first and eventually came out that that was the best part of the whole movie was the transformation process yeah i agree and and the ending part was kind of cool too because then you're it's like a new beginning what are we going to do like we're buddies now? Yeah. We're stuck with each other. You call him a parasite. Apologize. Apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah. So give it a rating. What do you think? Are we time uh, for, is it rating time or not? It's rating time. Out of five buggy wheels, five being the best. You know, I liked it. Even in, a lot of times I pick apart movies and the flaws and I wasn't even getting into the, you know, oh, it's not in the comic book. They I was didn't waiting have... for you to bring Kermit out. I love when yeah. you bring the Kermit voice. Yeah. Yeah. I used to bring different voices out there. What the hell what voice was that? I just did some weird. What was that kind of like Arnold that, that that took sleep medicine or something? <laughs> That's how Arnold always talks. Yeah. I just thought it was Arnold. I'm here and we are doing things. And... <laughs> That's always your go-to voice. So five buggy wheels. I'm going to give it a four. You know, I would probably agree with that. 
I'd, I'd roll with your four. And there's as well. a lot of problems with the movie. I, I get it. You know, it was like three movies in one. The, the, the continuity problems that maybe it's just, maybe it's because it wasn't a Disney movie. I guess I'm tired of Disney owning everything and every, like the Avengers movie. And they didn't do a lot of uh, filters on this movie. Do you ever notice that, like, they never fight, like, Godzilla never attacks and, you know, during blue, the day. blue sky. It's always rain. And it has so, to be. So in this movie, if I remember right, there wasn't a lot of atmospheric bullshit in it. It was, I like it looking like a, like, real life and then having a character in there. Yeah. But he never did any fighting during the day, though. It was all, that was all the No, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm looking back. I mean, it, all in all, I'd, out of four out of five. Yeah. I would agree. I'd say four out of five. I mean, the fanboys are going to rip into it. They'll they'll find all the problems with it. I just like that it wasn't a Disney movie, so it was Sony, Columbia Pictures. It was a different take of it. Because I bet you Disney is so corporate that each movie, you know, has to have these elements and it has to be this, has to be that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like how it was kind of a rough cut, maybe. I, I like how maybe not everything made sense. I liked I liked Tom Hardy great actor versus you know they get some not like disney to me would get some non-threatening actor that you know it would be just too generic well they probably can't have some carryover from a prior movie they seem to want to do that yeah like, exactly the they they would pick uh someone that you know that wouldn't there'd be no surprises wouldn't you know tom already i bet's a method actor so they pick someone that's just you know non-threatening and would do the character wouldn't you know screw it up on the set i don't know they're talking though about Disney, which now about 20th Century Fox, about Sony and them. Because Spider-Man is a Sony thing, but they let Sony use him in Avengers. Marvel, yeah. Marvel? They I mean, Marvel Disney, use Disney use it. Yeah. Disney? So there is some recip- reciprocity between the characters that they may bring them all back together, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it I, mean, make- I mean, part of it, Disney, it's cool because it has all the money and all the funding, so it can, it can realize, like, you know, cartoon comic character bring it to you know bring it to on film to make it look good versus maybe another company that doesn't have as much money but you know the thing about marvel and sony is the movies could be endless i mean they have just tapped into just a wealth of it's and they're doing really well um it, it never ends i mean venom now they you said they showed at the at the bitter end they showed uh, woody harrelson as carnage so they're setting up the next one marvel you know is going to do another avengers they have to it's it's just like the 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 little the little dutch boy who puts his finger in the dike in one hole and then another hole pops and then another hole pops and another hole pops that's the same with marvel the characters that they have access to and they could make characters up you know you look at a guy like me that didn't follow comic books i didn't know venom was a a, a comic book hero or character so you could they could they could create characters that don't even have to be from the comic books and add them if they wanted to no you're right i and then at the very end of this movie they have an animated spider-man and it has all these different characters variations of spider-man and that's a whole nother can of worms we won't open now but what did you uh out of five buggy wheels i said four i agreed with you okay i think that's the first time you and i have actually agreed with one another yeah, with, with all the little problems we saw in the movie, we liked it. I liked it. it was something fresh. I liked the horror aspect of it. I liked the anti-hero aspect of it. It was cool. Yeah, good movie. Well worth uh, going to 
and kind of looking at what's coming on the pipeline. Is anything uh, when you were there? You saw any good trailers of anything that might uh, that no. might interest you? No, not yet. How about you? Hellfest. That looks pretty good. Where those kids go to the amusement center. Yeah, that's your that's your thing. The, whole, genre. the horror movie. Yeah, I do like horror flicks. I like sci-fi horrors. Now let be, me ask you. Uh, ask me anything you want. Hellraiser. Did you see those movies? No. See that. There's a, a period in uh, Johnny Rage's life where he blacked out. We don't know what happened. Like the 80s. And That's then there was usually this, Friday night. Yeah. There's a blackout period. But Hellraiser. Watch that. Okay. I mean, that's that's endless, though. I mean, if, to pick a movie and say, did you see it? No. Well, Hellraiser, like, Hellraiser is a classic horror movie. Yeah. And you're going to enjoy it. Well, did you see Human Centipede? That's a classic. Yeah. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is. It's you. You should watch it because you like horror movies. Let's talk about. I'm me. not. I'm not saying that you. What's that? Go ahead. Do you guys make your bed when the day is done, or when you get up in the morning? Are you bed makers? No, Jordan Peterson. That's his whole thing is to make beds. What do you mean? Explain it to me. His twelve rules for life. One of them is to, you know, make your bed, get your shit together. Because that's supposed to be the first step to be productive. Yeah. Stay yeah. Up, stay up. Yeah. Who's Jordan Peterson? Who's that? Um. Because the reason I ask you is because I saw on Facebook there was also um, a graduation ceremony, and some general came in to speak to the to the graduates, and he said my best advice to each and every one of you is to get up and make your bed. Okay, but scientifically, is that good for us, Dags, to make our bed? Um, so you don't make your bed. I wonder what the we should take a poll. What are the percentage of people that actually make their bed? Um, do you think it's good? Let's take a look. For being organized and being productive is probably pretty good. But scientifically, is it good for us to make our bed? What do you think about that? Yes, nay or yes? Go ahead, tell us. Well, we have a research team from Kingston University has shown that making your bed in the morning traps in dust mites that have accumulated overnight and provides a breeding ground for allergens. So they are suggesting when you wake up in the morning, don't make your bed. Yeah, but I'm guessing you got this on Facebook, right? Because that's your, How only, would you know? that's your only access to the internet. How, you know, I get a kick out of you. You always say that you're not a big Facebook fan. But the minute I post something, you respond like quickly. I'm like, I didn't <laughs> say that. No, I said there's more than Facebook. I use more than Facebook. You have, to have, you have to have the Facebook for your friends. And I use friends. MySpace too. I mean, I, I'm up with exactly. the times. So you have to have Facebook for your, your friends. And then you have the Twitters for the world. Yes. So I'm just saying... Get on the internets more. But, but so as just, far as to me, that's a, one of those dumb articles like, oh, eating fat food really makes you happy. You know, they, it's just an excuse for you're a big slob. So see, I don't have to make my bed. Well, I just think it's kind of the whole point of it was just to just to kind of get a sense for where people are. I mean, how many people actually do make their bed? To me, it's a big waste of time because eight hours later, you are going to open it up. Kind of like wrapping a package for Christmas. But let me ask you this. That you can ask whatever you want. That being said. That being said. Feng Shui. Now, do you feel better when there's less clutter? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I think the, the making the bed would help. But there's nothing in the... Clutter to me is things that shouldn't be there and they're there and you get overwhelmed. Your bed is always there. No, but and, I think if you, if you had a bed... I mean, when you go to... You're a world traveler, Johnny Rage. I am. So when you go into a hotel room... Would you rather have 
crisp folds, everything all lined up nice, or your bed all messed up. That's completely different. No, I'm just saying, okay, take your bedroom then. Your bedroom, when you walked into it, would you rather walk into it looking like a shithole or all clean? Not you making it. Someone else made it for you. If you had the choice, would you have your room I don't know, because sometimes I'm really sleepy, and when I go upstairs and the bed is not turned down for me, and you have to actually kind of battle because the dog is on there too and kick the dog off and move the pillows. And it's more of a struggle where if it was just open, I could just drop. And well, that's it, how I roll. It is, it is proven, though, that you should not have animals on your bed. Why? They interrupt your sleep. You don't get that cool uh, REM. REM, stand in the place where you live. Quick, sing another REM song. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Flame. Stand. Uh, you know, I... I agree with that fact, though, just for the simple fact. Why do they say that? Because the fact that they're in your way and you need as much space as you possibly can. Yeah, they they hog your bed. They always mm-hmm. start licking themselves. Yep. Yeah, everything about it. Pets. Yep. Now, it, <laughs> I had a dirty thought. I, I won't go there. This is kind of a family program. It's a family. It's a dysfunctional family program. Yeah, it is. No doubt. So, so anyway, we uh, kind of... So you're a non-better. Are you a bed wetter? <laughs> Do you wet the bed? Well, who uh, doesn't? <laughs> oh man, alive! Um, I got kind of this cute little food birthstone. You know what a birthstone is? Every month's got its separate color and everything else. And what's your what what's your birthday, Diggs? When are you bir- What was your birth? I don't know. You don't know when you were born? We'll just say January. Okay, we'll say January. Your food birthstone would be a hot dog. Does that fit your personality? A wiener. A wiener. A frankenfurter. I am uh, May. What would I be? Oh, mine's perfect. It's pasta. I do love some good pasta. Yes. And if you are November. What is your favorite form of pasta? Hold on one second here. If you're, It looks like McDonald's fries. Gosh, mm. why, was, why wasn't I born in November? Oh, my God. I didn't even get into it. Man. What? I had the Impossible Burger. Well, hold on here. Before you go there, you asked me a question. I want to finish. You said, what's your favorite pasta choice? You said you don't get tortellini much last time we talked. No, tortellini is not available. Okay. I love it. All right. It is available. I was, I, wanted, I was thinking of you when I ordered it at the uh, Italian oven in uh, the east side of St. Paul. I had tortellini last Friday night. So keep that in mind with you. Well, let's give you a review. How was your tortellini? Um, the Italian oven is located in the east side of St. Paul, renowned for cheap food and huge portions. And they don't use credit cards. Very good. You've been there. Um, have you had their tortellini? Have not. Okay. The tortellini was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just good. Um, the portion was smaller than I'm normally accustomed to when I go to the Italian oven. Um, they It's supposed to come with breadsticks. And she, uh, my wife ordered the same thing as I did. We both should have got our separate baskets because they got really good bread. But they really have some killer garlic butter. And we only got one basket and one thing of the garlic butter. That kind of perturbed me a little bit. What, did you tell me you want more? I didn't. Because I really, I don't need more. I just wanted it. You know, everybody wants to make sure they get what they deserve and then nobody actually eats it. But I wanted to take it home with me. I should have asked her for more. Anyway, I just wanted to give you that update. There is tortellini out there. But you said to me, what is my favorite pasta? Before, Before that, I was just saying it's not as readily available. 
tortellini. Like you had to go to an actual Italian restaurant. I don't know if you would. You, I guess Italian oven is Italian, but I, I just never see that as an Italian oven, like Bongiorno or or uh, Cassettes or something like that. So, but yeah, I had to go to Italian oven. I thought those are uh, local joints in the Twin Cities. Yeah, local joints here in the city. So tell us. Because we're a worldwide podcast. Do tell. So you've talked about this now for so we're going podcasts. We're, this is going to be a this is a record episode. We're going to go over the hour mark. Ooh. Is that all right, Jenny Rage? I'm, I'm fine with that. Go ahead. The Impossible Burger. Okay. Now, we were going to try to uh, synchronize our synchronicity, powerful police. We were going to try to synchronize our schedules, which is almost impossible, so we could both enjoy the impossible burger the impossible burger is a vegan vegetable based burger made i think basically a wheat and and this cool space scientist tweaked the molecules to make it bleed like actual like a hamburger with a red pink inside is it actually called the impossible burger it is why what's the reason because they took plant-based and made it taste like meat. It's but that's impossible. Not, but it's not. They did it, so it's not impossible. It's misnamed now. It's very, it's very possible. They did it. Here it is. It's not impossible. Well, impossible. They, no, they that was their their Herculean task. All right, go ahead. The impo- Tell me that's not a cool name for a burger. The Impossible Burger. I don't. I dislike it. I'll be first to tell you. I dislike it. I dislike you. So the Impossible Burger, White Castle. What? White Castle. The first thing. I noticed was the size. Apparently size matters. It's bigger than a slider. The typical White Castle is a thin little slider. It's got actually in the meat, it's got actual holes in there. Mm-hmm. So the actual amount of meat you get is, you know, negligible. We should probably describe to the worldwide audience exactly. Okay, if you're listening, we have uh, tons of listeners in yeah. England and Australia. God, why, why is England and Australia so cool? We, we need to all merge together. Good day. Good day. Good eye. Good eye. You know, that reminds me, I think I've talked about it before. I ordered a upside down cake on the internet mm-hmm. and it came from Australia and it was upside down, right side up. So anyway, I'm trying to think about yeah, I know, like upside down cake. The Do you know that their bathroom toilets swirl the other direction when they flush? Yes. Okay. That's common knowledge, I think. Anyway, let's so stick the, to the, the task at hand. I know we, we, this is powerfully, we're going over Imp- an hour. The impossible burger. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the White Castle slider is a small little bun with a square piece of meat it has air holes in it oh god it they, so good. they fry it up mm, with the fried you. onions yeah just. and if you ever get a chance to go to the white castle they're frozen now so that's kind of cool people can get them now mm-hmm. all over the world mm-hmm. but if you get them fresh you request to have them steamed so they put the entire bun with the cheese into a steamer and what it does is it just infuses it with delicious moist heat Mm. melts the cheese because normally they just throw the cheese on there and you hope the actual the heat from the burger melts the cheese but when you do the steaming the steam melts the cheese aren't sliders good Mm, wonderful every at least twice a year you gotta have them yep it's just it's just you could be driving down the road and for whatever reason it's just damn it i gotta get a white castle and you have to race to get you can't get there fast enough we should do a podcast meetup you weren't even thinking about white castle but at that moment in time if you don't get to white castle it's like life or death but keep in mind for all the people that are unfamiliar with White and Ca- White Castle, it's one of those restaurants that you go into, and if you're not drunk, you get kicked out. Hey, yeah. you sober people, what are you doing in here? You're giving us a bad name. And it's it's the onions that gives it that powerful, oh, ubiquitous smell. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So, so anyway, the, the Impossible the Burger. The Impossible it, Burger. It's is, impossible it, for you to tell us a story. 
you know, people pay a lot of money to this on Patreon. Please mm-hmm. go to Patreon. Please support this podcast. So the the Impossible Burger, it's wonderful. It's a thicker burger. It's like the probably the thickness of three of those patties in one. Because the first thing I noticed about the size of it, bigger. And it was good. There's a lot of flavor going on, a lot of complexities going on. You know how when you eat something, you get the, the initial taste, and then you get the aftertaste and the top notes and base I know, notes. but let me ask you this, though. Did you eat the thing plain, or did you have to doctor it up? Because it's kind of like people that like deer. Oh, that deer meat's good. You take that cream of mushroom, then you put some milk, and then you put some uh, uh, mustard on that bad boy with some salt, and that tastes pretty damn good. No, it doesn't. If you have to hide it behind all that, it's probably not a good piece of meat. Okay, write it down. I agree with you, Johnny Ring. Uh, I was, I was, what the heck was I going to call you? Johnny Ringo? Yeah. It's because we're obsessed with- uh, Food? Well, Tombstone. But Johnny Rage, I'm going to agree with you on venison. Mm-hmm. Terrible. They have to. Well, they do it with uh, sausage, too. Like this guy. Yep, we had black bear. You want to try some of the the beef sticks? They're beef sticks. The bear sticks, the sausage. They got to they gotta put pork in there. Right. Because that's the best flavor. In exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they have to doctor venison. But that being said about the, the Impossible Burger, I wanted it to be exactly the same as my other ones. Okay. So I got it the same thing. No pickles. I don't like pickles. Do you mm. like pickles on your slider? You know, it's funny. I don't like pickles on a hamburger, but I like whole pickles separately. Yes, because the I don't like the it screws up the 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 bite, the mouthfeel of it. You mm-hmm. know, you get the the flimsy, you know, pickle and right, there. right. So I no pickles, cheese. That's how I get my sliders. Okay. So I got it exactly the same. Okay. And it's a very good burger. There's a lot going on. There's a so lot if we of- wouldn't have told you that that's actually a vegan burger, you would have thought, dang, this is a good hamburger. Well, that's what the thing is. I wanted, I wanted somehow for you to try it and not know it's because do you think you can honestly uh, separate your bias to your prejudice and try it and tell me if it's good or not? Of course I can. All right. Absolutely. So I, I liked it. There's a lot going on. It's got a lot of different flavors going on. It's got mm-hmm. a smoky, kind of a spicy, smoky, um, taste to it there's it's good i liked it so now is white castle the only one with this technology i think it's one of the few play- i mean or for, will it will for, it hit for, the market for, here for, pretty for, soon burger for, king for, for, for fast food it's definitely the only place okay and it's very reasonably placed it's a dollar 99 so if you were going to get that you know if you go to some fancy restaurant you know you're going to pay 13 bucks for some you know veggie burger this is a buck 99 for a and the atmosphere is so much better at White Castle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That lady got no teeth. Yeah. But do you think, Castle. what is the percentage of people that dine in versus get it to go? At any restaurant? Fast food? Well, White Castle. Do you think more people dine in than normally do at a fast I food? I think it depends where it's located, of course. White Castle always seems to be more in the salty neighborhoods and where, let's face it, there's more like homeless people who go in there to be warm and have a cup of coffee. So I think the dining rate there far exceeds if you go to suburbia and you've got a uh, culverts. That's what I in suburbia. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think. No, but I like the burger. It's a different. It doesn't taste like I'm a slider. It. It's almost a different. It's a different burger. You okay. know what I mean? It's like a not even a slider. It's it's set up to be a slider, but I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I don't know if it's something you're gonna order ten of them like you normally do. How many do you have? That's a great question. Just two. I had uh, so I got six. I what, had four. What? Okay, four. Uh, regular cheese sliders and then two of the Impossible Burgers. So is six your go-to if you're rolling with the regular? It is. It is, okay. Because yeah. it kind of looks like your, like your stomach six-pack. Is that what it reminds you of? It From, did, yes. It did, yeah. yes. Okay. Back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, and you got a box of nails, no doubt. That's what we call them up here, box of nails. No, I didn't get the uh, hobgoblins. Oh, okay. There's hobgoblins, box of nails, and French fries. Nice. I'm gonna. No, I will try it. I mean, I've never heard about it till you reported here first. You heard that first it's, on the Amish it, baby. It's, it's like a. It's like an appetizer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you should have one of those and then have some sliders, and you're gonna have a lot of different things going on. Okay. Very interesting. You know, even an appetizer can be a meal if you eat enough of them. Yeah, that's the thing about appetizers and all the pricing. Yes. Like if you go to a restaurant, appetizer, dessert, everything is about the same price. So you can't save any money. Right. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy yourself, Johnny Rage? Next time I'll enjoy myself better if you bring me one of them impossible burgers. Yeah, but the thing is that the heat, you know what the problem is with the drive through too? So you got to get it fresh is what you're saying. Well, yeah, and then I'm always afraid is it at, at the optimal temperature. You know, you, you have to put it in double bags, and then you have to have the Hawaiian shirt that's sitting in your front seat. You mm-hmm. wrap it up in there. <laughs> the Hawaiian shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Yep. Yep. Because when, it, you know, a slider goes cold, I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. You're still going to eat it, but you want it at that optimum temperature. But whoever, I mean, when you buy sliders, it's like you can't get them in fast enough. Wherever would there be a time where you had a slider, you bought 10 of them even, and you're like, Oh, this one's cold. I never ate it. No, I mean like driving home or something. I know, but I always look in the bag like, come on, there's got to be one more left. Now, let me ask you this. You shuffle through all the cardboard. Yes. Are you a car eater? Do you eat in the car? Yes. Okay. I think we all do. Pretty universal. No, I'm not a car eater. Let me ask you this too. Okay. Are you a stand-up eater? Will you come home, open the door, you know, you uh, pet the dog and you have the, do you start eating while you're standing up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Depends how hungry I am, too. If I'm really hungry, yeah, you open up the fridge, you just start shoving. Well, that's different. I'm just talking about you bring it home so you can't wait to get home. You dig in and start eating the French fries right away in the car. Um, there's absolutely there's times I do, there's times I don't. Usually, just average. Because usually if you have one, pretty soon you get home. What I try to do if I get McDonald's for everybody, I try to eat the fries off of all four of them to even them out. So that if I just ate mine, they'd be gone by the time I got home. But if I eat some of mine some of my wife's and some of my kids, and then they all look like they were untouched. Are they on to you? Yeah. All right. See, I like to set up shop. I want to sit down. Mm-hmm. I want to set up shop. I want my food, everything set up, mm-hmm. beverages. I don't like to eat pre-eat. But do you like the, the, the downtime by the time you get your food from a, from a drive-thru to the time you get home? That's valuable freshness wasted. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why, you know, wrapping it up in the... The Hawaiian shirt. Or for me, it's the big flannel. Yes. These are interesting uh, questions that we must discuss. Johnny Rage, as always, powerful episode. Very powerful. And uh, the listeners, God bless you all. Thanks for listening. We we do have the the cool merchandise ready, the merch, as the kids say it. Go on there. Go on Instagram. Buy those T-shirts. We got phone cases, T-shirts, pillows, tank tops everything available. Also, we ask you to go on Patreon, patreon.com, and please, please donate a buck. This will help us get a better computer. We get this, the evil beach ball of death when we're doing this computer. Anytime I try to make it do something, it's just spinning, spinning. You spin me round, round, baby, round, round, like a record, baby. Yes, and until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. 
The Amish Baby Machine podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app, available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage, www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.